Hello, everybody. Still working through the summertime and doing all of the stuff involving that. This week's episode is a little different. It's going to take place over a couple of nights, some nights to come, some nights that have already come, as we check in with some of the stuff that Arthur Soapcheck has been doing behind the scenes. There are two little scenes here, one with him working on the stuff from Donovan and another with him working on some stuff with Missy's request and talking to Summer a little bit. At the end, in the outtake section, there is a lot of the mechanics that we talk about involving projects and what exactly Art is trying to do with some of this stuff, so don't feel required to listen through to that if you don't want to. It's it's so much about how the sausage is being made, but I'll get out of the way, let you guys get to the episode, and thank you for listening. So we have just left the rest of your coterie, so that Art is now by himself where Jimmy, Coco, and Missy are all going to meet up at Elysium to try and get ahead of this Nick situation in a, in a social-slash-political manner. Meanwhile, Art has his fangs in other areas of mischief. <laughs> what does Art get into first? So... Back in Art's command center, uh, as I intimated earlier, he does have a pad and paper. And on this pad and paper, there is a list. And in his somewhat messy scrawl, he's got some bullet-pointed lists, uh, which include track down Missy's sire. And in parentheses under that, Kendra has something to do with this, exclamation point. Uh, one bullet point that just says Donovan, big block letters underlined, and then a little skull next to it. And underneath that, uh, there is follow-up on Walter. So he's looking at this list, and there's plenty of space at the bottom, and he picks up his pencil and starts twirling his fingers, and he goes, mm, no, I have nothing on my plate. This is what I shall do first. And he's going to tap Donovan. So what he wants to do is he's kind of let it slide under the radar for a while, but he's going to start building this profile on Donovan. He knows he's big on the drug trade. He was working with Bradley Kelly. He has a direct link to Donovan from Bradley Kelly's phone. And that he likes to operate out of venture territory. Important question about this notepad. What is it written in? Is it written in English? Russian? Some kind of code? That is a very good question. This is written in German. And it is also encoded. This would be a KGB cipher circa 1974. So we're we're working on Donovan here. We're working to find some information out all about him. How do you want to go about doing this? Where do you want to start? You have a lot of options available to you. You have some stuff that is probably not in the mail yet, but will be in the mail soon. I've got his pictures. I already have the detective kind of working on this. I'm going to start hitting the news sheets, mostly like the crime blotter. 
centered in and around uh, Baron Rutger's territory. And of course, I also know Donovan is is kind of Bruja, so there should be a lot of like not quite domestics, but probably pickups on drug crimes, other other like minor acts of violence. Yeah, misdemeanor assault, things like that. So you spend a little bit of time pulling together small crime reports. Nothing serious, because that kind of stuff is going to get swept under the rug, blocked up in the masquerade paperwork that people like you are prone to doing. So you stick to the the later crime, the more innocent, like, up, hit and run, up, physical altercation, there was a fight outside of a bar, that kind of thing, to get an idea of where he may operate out of. What's your next method of attack to drill down on these things? Art's looking through the crime blotters. He's he's got his a second piece of of paper here now that he's drawing on, and he's uh, kind of got this circle and all these little these little crimes, and he draws another circle inside it, almost like he's he's drawing a bullseye. He is going to go to his podcast archives because his listeners occasionally he's got his two famous ones he's got carl and kendra and while kendra stuff is amazing and everybody loves it carl's is very matter of fact and art remembers there's been a couple of times where he's called in a tip on narcotics and so he's going to go back through those because he did the research, he might have done something with it, but he just kind of archived it. So he's going to go through his archives about uh, narcotics, drugs, uh, dealers, and uh, see if perhaps Bradley Kelly's name comes up. Or some of the bars in the area that you know that he has something to do with. Yes. You spend a little bit of time going through these archives, these tips, this information that your your dedicated listener has given to you. Unfortunately, there's only a very little bit of information that's actually relevant and matches up with some of the other stuff that you know. You know that Donovan doesn't operate over in certain other areas, so any of these things that you're listening to, it's like, nope, that's east side, nope, south side, nope, I know exactly who that was you're trimming it out and you're left with unfortunately very little. Oh, that's a shame, but it does further narrow down where he is. So art will finish that circle. He'll draw another circle inside this one as he further narrows things down. I have some suggestions. Yes. So we could do something involving streetwise to pinpoint and like, Lay out a map, drop pins in it, and... Yeah! That is absolutely something that Art would do. He's got the the space set aside in his haven somewhere where he can hang all the stuff from strings and like all the little like pictures and postcards and stuff to make a weird, stalkerish kind of map. Yeah, of course. Art pushes back from his chair and he goes to one of his large tables and just like sweeps stuff off of the side and spreads out a map of the city. And he's got his uh, pad with his information. He starts putting pins in 
all the locations that the green pins are the ones that are confirmed in, in Donovan's area. He's got yellow ones for maybe, but probably not, and red ones for no. We'll look at those later. Other points of interest. Other points of interest, right. And so he is further making this model. He's seeing where the densities are on these areas. And as things are going along, it's like, okay, uh, we are getting closer. What else can I do? Do you have a variety of phone numbers available to you? Indeed that I do. You have time as you are a vampire, and you can make a drive out there if you want. Get some eyes on places. I'm, of course, happy to hear whatever it is you have in mind that could push you here. That's a really good point. I have time. I can go out and get my eyes myself. And I have a car. A very particular car. Oh. I need to bug it out anyway, or debug it anyway. And it's very well known who gave that car. And so seeing the car in that area is going to cause heads to turn. And that is what Art is going to be looking for. Plus, he can also look for where and who people are dealing around. And so if he starts seeing familiar faces, familiar places. Right. And then he'll have more to go on. That's not going to take you a long time. You have you have equipment for this. You have skills to you know dig around in different places of it. You don't find anything extra. Obviously, more modern cars have all kinds of technological things in them that can report back location and stuff along those lines. That stuff is in there. You can disable it or interfere with it as you are wants to do, but doesn't seem to be anything extraordinary about this. The lowjacking and all the other systems Art is going to handle later. He's going to have to set up a separate air gap server that handles the navigation and stuff like that. That's problems for another night. Exactly. Art's going to go through the car. He does the thing. Kind of tilts his head. What what strings are attached to this? This doesn't make any sense. Is this a bribe? Yeah, we'll find out. I think he told you everything he that came with not came with the car, but how the car was delivered to him. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Summer was actually the one that gave him the car. It is got a bit of paperwork. Jimmy probably left it in the glove box that I'm sure you got out and you went through real quick. It has two years of its lease already taken care of. But after that, it's on whatever name is going to get put on there. I don't know how financial paperwork works, but I'm sure that when vampires are involved, it's one of those things of like, this is how I want it to do. I want the car to be driven, and it'll be fine, and when he hands in the paperwork, it'll be fine. Yeah, problems for another night. Yeah. It's VIN numbers, it has all of the rest of its associated paperwork, it's just missing the name. Summer was nervous, because this is something that she is being put up to do as a representative of Clan Ventrue that was like, a gift for you, Baron Jimbo. And her sire was not with her last night when the car was given to him. So she was on her own to do this. 
Art will have to call her later. Sure. But you drive. Yep. This is a very nice car. It is not the most recent model. I think it was when it was given to him. I believe I said it was a year or two past the modern one. So it's not like brand new, but then again, driving the fresh off the lot stuff is sometimes very flashy for vampires. Handles like a dream. It has like 50 miles on it. It's nice. Uh, Yeah. No, this is fantastic. Heated seats. Oh, if only my cold black heart could feel. Yeah. The shit that gets wasted on the dead. Right. As you're driving around, looking around, and just getting your Nosferatu eyes on places, as you're driving around, you're going to see some drug deals going down. This is exactly what you're looking for. This is what your journalistic crime reports are. This is what your narcotic. This is all of the stuff that you have been doing has been pointing you towards. And it's affirming to feel that you're right finding these drug deals going down. Of course, it's not long after you're driving by that they quickly move on to another corner. But that doesn't mean that you don't get the opportunity to give them the eyeball. And you're going to spot a couple of guys that you recognize working for Donovan. You're going to get some guys that were at the club the other night beating people up. You're going to get some other guys that you've just seen him with. Some other guys that one of them you spot is one of the guys that was selling drugs at the club. So by association of people that are with these people selling drugs, you're going to get some extra pictures of some guys that probably work for him. Fantastic. As you're out driving around, is there anything specific you want to work on at this point? or? So his guys are right here. It's still fresh in Art's mind. What common identifiers do they have? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, what would Donovan have on his people? And further, I'm going to assume, as an Osferatu, or Art is going to assume, I should say, that there are going to be street art. There's going to be street art that's going to signify Donovan and his territory, because that's how it kind of works in the narcotics trade. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the two are probably going to be interlinked. More so what is easy to spot is going to be the graffiti that marks some of his corners. Because these people aren't hanging around very long after they see you slow rolling by. And maybe it's the second time you come back around to get a better look. They start moving on. Because who knows, maybe you're a cop. But the graffiti doesn't move. That's always there. You're able to get some snaps of that. And... While it may not mean anything directly to you because there's a lot of graffiti on the walls as different people have operated off of these corners, you know somebody that is very good with graffiti. Yes, I do. So you are sure between talking to your adopted child, Coco, and these pictures, you're going to be able to to nail down exactly what this connecting point is. I'm sure that there's... I wanted to say like the leather jackets, but I'm sure there is more to it than just the jacket because, you know. They're... Yeah, he's got some kind of colors that he's flying. Just like Jimmy's does. And almost assuredly, the ones that are ghouls have a different aspect to their colors. Almost guaranteed. At the very least, his like 
personal deal with him ghouls. Yeah. This has taken a little while. At the very least, you're driving across town and doing a bunch of Googling. Art's Notebook Part 2. The camera opens up on a familiar site. It's of Art at his command center. Various things of the trade all over the room. And Art getting ready to pick up a very familiar notebook. On this notebook, there are three major things. One says Missy Sire underneath. Kendra has something to do with it. Second, Donovan, big block letters underlined, has a skull next to it. There's a bunch of other stuff listed with this. There's several ciphers signifying that there are other notebooks and things that are dealing with this. The third at the bottom being follow-up on Walter. And Art's going to take his pen and he's going to spin it through his fingers and then he's going to tap on Missy's sire. How does Art get set it on looking into Missy's sire? You obviously have some information. You have her date, her time of year generally on when Missy was embraced. Uh, You have some of those details. Did Missy give you the name? I do not recall it. I don't believe so. I feel like she would have if she has you looking into this line of questioning. Here's the thing. She had me looking into Kendra. Mm -hmm. Her sire is a pet project. Oh, this is for art, not for Missy. It's for Missy, too. Just she doesn't know yet. Okay. There was, at one point, we had discussed in passing that um, perhaps for purposes of closure, Missy Sire could be convinced to come to the city and then dealt with in a quiet and satisfying manner. Yeah, that is definitely something that you can... I feel like the first part can be easy given the information that you know. And I believe the first part is finding Sire's name, or at least what name they are currently using. So what's your your first plan of attack here, sir? I'm going to pull back the, uh, pull up the information that I had already compiled on Kendra's file. And we are going to follow the money. Kendra is in college. She is having college paid for from a family that definitely can't afford it. That money had to come from somewhere. And the surgeries that she had also cost a lot of money. That money had to come from somewhere. Okay. So we are going to do a bit of a financial walk question i have for you as you have no dots in finance indeed what's your plan of attack here for mr not good at finance i have a number i could call yeah what number is this roach there it is it's been a couple of months since the camera has last seen roach or ryan butler as his legally given name has been discovered to be he looks a lot better he's cleaned up he's clean-shaven. While he doesn't usually wear a suit, he does dress in fitting clothes and appropriate clothes. He's no longer 
sleeping in a dog bed in some dank basement being abused on the regular. He is, however, still skittish. And when you call him up, is it is it a text message? Do you call him? Do you just have him come over? What's your... Knowing that he's skittish and knowing that he's got financial acumen in his brain that Art wants, Art is going to start with a text mm-hmm. that says, I hope you are doing well. I would like to call you. I text back. Is everything okay? Text back. Yes, I'm working on a project, and I would uh, appreciate some assistance. After a moment, he texts back, okay, where and when? Art will give the location of the club's office. Okay. And let us set it for a time when the club is, I mean, I'm assuming nobody's going to be there on like, you know, a Wednesday. You could do it early in the evening before the club really opens to get going. You can do it late. Roach is a known quantity around the club because I imagine part of keeping him sane and making him feel better about himself is having him work on the club's books. Yes, absolutely. And let's go ahead and do it before open. Sure. So first thing when you wake up that evening go through your security stuff for your normal things and you set up this meeting for like six o'clock. Yeah. It is the red eye. Actually, if it's in May, we're talking closer to like seven, seven thirty. At the break crack of eight PM, Arthur Sobchek sits waiting in a little office for Ryan Roach to come in. Are you visible, or do you sit there and wait for him invisibly? Art will be visible, but he will be in one of the spinny chairs with the high backs, and he will have his back to the door. He does have a tablet that's got the security system on it, so he's on the cameras watching the door. He does not want to be invisible. He does not want to be right there looking through the door because he's an Osferatu. It's going to freak him the fuck out. Yeah, poor Roach. Yeah, poor Ryan. I'm going to continue to call him Ryan. We need to give him another another name, not Roach, because that way, you know, he's he's evolved. He's a better person now. Is he a fucking Pokemon? Uh, well, he did get cracked out of a ball, didn't they? Yeah, a little bit. Ryan approaches the door, you can see on the camera, and he knocks on it a couple of times, waits for a moment, and then begins to open it. Art will call out uh, as Ryan opens the door. Yes, please come in. It is uh, good to see you. It is good to see you. He only opens the door far enough for him to step sideways in and then close the door behind him. He stands there for a moment with his light spring jacket on, looks around the room, sees that it's only you, and says, oh, Mr. Mr. Subject. Begins to take off his jacket to hang it, and says, what can, uh, what can I help you with? Well, I have need of uh, your mind for finance, you see. And Art's going to slowly turn in the chair. He's wearing his, his yellow hacker shirt. He's got like a a beanie on and he's 
taken a little bit of effort to like maybe not look so dead like not blush of life there's no point to it but he might have put on like a little blush or something or just like he's death warmed over not just death have you been getting makeup takes from coco i am positive that art has been getting makeup tips from coco oh that's adorable is this a situation where there are two chairs on this side of the desk, or is he supposed to sit on the other side of the desk? I'm trying to, to gauge what kind of amenities you've set up here. There are two chairs on the other side of the desk. And there is a briefcase on top of which there is a new laptop. And that laptop is open. Is this Arch laptop, or is this intended for... This is intended for Ryan. This is a fresh, off-the-shelf, the most minor of key loggers and other things that Art would put on it, but it is a fresh system for Ryan to use for this project. It's basically it's a mobile uh, air-gapped computer for this kind of project. So this is the Art laptop? Yes. So he's going to look from you and he's going to look to over to where this laptop and stuff is sitting awkward for a moment before he shuffles around the desk to, to have a sit next to the laptop. Uh, what did you needed my help for something? What, did, what can I help you with? Yes, 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 of course, of course. So I have uh, this, this person here. This is, this is Kendra Morgan. Uh, she is a college student, uh, college of nursing, uh, local university, so on, so on. I am building a profile on her, on her um, uh, financial backers. This is something that is associated with Missy, and I would like you to assist me in finding the money trail that pays for her college, for the operations that she's had, so on and so forth. Her profile is upon this this laptop computer in front of you. I want you to have this for this project. And after the project is done, I would like you to keep it because it is a neat little machine that's nice to do the books on and other things, you know? But if you can uh, work your financial magic to find out the how she is paying for the schooling, how she is paying for the the medical operations that you will find in file, and the the directions those dollars go, and get that back to me so I can then research those those things. That would be that would be perfect and wonderful and and very helpful. Thank you. The more you talk to him about stuff that he is familiar with, the financials, the medical stuff, tracking money the more relaxed he becomes. And as you mentioned that you want for him to have the computer, he looks just like, this, this is expensive. Are, are you sure? Like, I, I don't... I am certain. This is a drop-in bucket. This costs less than my, my, uh, my, my phone budget for, for Bear and Jimmy. This is nothing. This is a small token of appreciation for me to you. He catches himself a little bit, a little, like... What's the the appropriate emotional response? So there's very much you have given Dobby a sock. <laughs> yes, okay. I am sure over time you have given him other things to do 
other work for you guys. Get him back on his feet. With a place that's a lot nicer where he can clean, get him some clothes, get him up and running. And then I'm sure Art even pays him, or I guess I should say the club pays him, and then is getting situated in that regard. Uh, would you have set him up with Summer to help with her financials at this point? Or do you think that that's something that's still in the process? That would be something that's still in the process, I think. I feel it was only relatively recently that she's come into the money, and we're starting to get that that work, and uh, we're making the initial introductions. One thing I think Art is working on on the down low is getting Ryan into business for himself, like basic like independent accounting stuff, and if he needs to foot the bill for like CPA certification and all that stuff to make it official and then, you know, slip him some blood every once in a while. Yeah. I can't imagine why a bunch of vampires would need somebody who's good with financial books. Uh, No idea. This is guilt out of killing Baron Walter. We want to make sure Ryan is well taken care of. That's all this is. I enjoy that. Art feels guilty about that. He doesn't. (laughs) Cool. And this is going to take him some time. So you won't get the immediate results because, just because you're not going to sit there and he's not going to type five things and have all these, these answers. But he'll be working on it this evening, and very shortly he will have results for you. Are there things that Art would do after setting Ryan to work to work on some of these other things? Or is he content to just let this back burner and have it process before he does things. Art is content to back burner this. And then when Ryan comes back, that's going to dictate his next actions. Because once we start seeing what names come up in the assets, that's going to direct him on finding the name and then starting to find the passions and habits and drives by, by playing off of those. Because I'm suspecting there's going to be some significant history attached to those assets. And it's going to uh, do some fun stuff. And uh, might do a little bit of subterfuge later. But that's neither here nor there. No, that is that is correct. That is neither here nor there. Cool. Since you're letting this back burner, you want to make a roll... Or some other project before we call it for this evening. Let's backburner everything about Missy Sire right now. Because once the assets come in, that's going to blow that thing wide open. Let's follow up on Walter. Or you could call up Summer and talk to Summer. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. Ari's going to talk to Summer. You spend some time with Brian setting him up, talking him through some things, and just generally talking to him and being nice. That air quotes guilt coming through a little bit. And Art is a competent XKGB hacking Nosferatu. It's very easy for him to have set up multiple meetings on this same evening. And uh, one of those can easily be Summer coming down to the club because she is allowed to feed down here. Her sire knows that, and sometimes you got to eat. Yeah. Where would you 
set up a meeting spot for her, or would it just be the club? Knowing her feeding habits and knowing the neighborhood, quote-unquote, Art has been quietly working on groundbreaking a medical center inside Paradise Mall. And it's not your standard medical center. It's not like a clinic or anything that you think. It's a sleep center where people who have you know, insomnia, uh, sleeping disorders, that's where they get kind of diagnosed. They have the overnight sleep studies, things like that. And of course, it's one of those places where people who don't have the medical insurance, who are burdened by the yoke of capitalism, are able to get these things done and occasionally spread some money around the ball. But really, it is a cover for people to be able to feed. This is where the Sandmen feed. And because there's always somebody sleeping, they have a lot of um, sound-isolated rooms. Of course, I'm sure Art made sure of that for the patient's comfort. There are so many one-way mirrors, so much soundproofing. He's got so many pet projects, and this one is just, it, it brings him joy. Of course, the one-way mirrors are also there for the patient's observation. Yes, and like a full 45% of the time, that is exactly the purpose for which they are used. Wonderful. So she comes down to meet you here. We can talk about your nursing staff or whatever they are. There are official staff, yes. But on paper, Summer is going to be one of the people backing this. Oh, I thought you were going to have her as there's one of the nurses. Could. I don't know if she wants to slum it again like that, though. Are you just waiting in one of these rooms again? Or in one of the offices that have the one-way mirror? One of the observational rooms. Yes. Once again, we see you sitting in one of your chairs, waiting patiently. Security camera footage in your hand. And you'll see Summer come in. She makes niceties with the people there. They send her back. She looks like she's dressed for a night out of the club. Very easy to assume that after she is done here, that's where she's heading. And there is a, a very light, petite knock at the door. And, uh, well, I guess that wouldn't actually work out too well with all the soundproofing. There is an intercom and a buzzer. Yeah, there you go. She pushes the little button on the intercom buzzer right next to the door. And Art will, on his tablet, he will have the unlock button for this ring. And the intercom will buzz back and says, It is wonderful to see you. Please come in. The heavy chunk of the door opening up, uh, Summer comes in and closes the door. She doesn't do like Roach did, whereas you know, sliding in, she opens the door like a normal person. You will notice that she is blushed. Uh, she is breathing and has a heartbeat and all of those associated living things. Art looks happy to see her. 
is going to be the the genial Nosferatu, which probably looks terrible because like the skin across his cheeks like stretches when he tries to smile, and every time he smiles, it's all teeth and just jagged worst teeth that go in all kinds of directions. Yeah. Uh, does she call you Art? Uh, she probably tried to be formal once, and he's like, "No, you you will just call me Art. That is fine." So she'll shut the door, lean against it a little bit. It's like, hey, um, what's up, Art? What can I, what you need? I wanted to see how you were doing, for one. You, uh, you seemed a little nervous when you dropped the car off. Oh, that, yeah. Um, is there another seat in here, I imagine, for her? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she'll do that thing where you rub at the back of your head for a second, and then she'll come over and sit down. It's like, yeah, that was <sighs> okay. So my stuff's complicated, right? And Baron Rutger made it very clear that I was to be doing this for him as a representative of the clan, and that it felt like a lot of pressure. And uh, Mr. Cohen was not super pleased with the idea of me doing it, given the amount of time that he has had to educate me in all of the things. Well, I don't see why he was uh, so displeased. It is not like Baron Jimmy is the uh, most formal or knowledgeable of uh, Brunel tradition. So I would say as as things go, this was a, a, a perfect opportunity for a first time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Uh, I'm glad he liked the car, I guess. Oh yes, he likes it very much. Okay, good. I'll I'll let them know. It's just that my sire is very observant of the things that I get up to because well I've heard all the stories about his about about Bradley and how that ended up and how we ended up in this situation. Mm. Yes. I will have a formal envelope for you to take back uh, to your sire, offering the the gratitudes uh, for the vehicle, as well as the um, uh, the formalities, uh, good Yelp review for you, of course, for making the delivery, so on and so forth. She gives a little smile at that. You know, it, it just seems kind of funny because most um, kindred of older age don't really get the whole Yelp thing and how important stuff like that is. Uh, well, I spend a lot of time uh, online in, immersed in technology. I absolutely adore it. And um, well, uh, Stephen Cohen eventually will get it or he won't, but he won't. But that is why we have the the formal letter. It's very heavy paper, very expensive. Um, I will have, um, or I did have, did Coco do it? Well, if Coco didn't do it, I will have calligrapher do thing. It's very fancy. It should be right up his alley. She gives a little like, yeah, hold on. And then she sends you like an Amazon link to a specific cologne or like that cologne's webpage. This is what he likes to wear. And I don't know, do they like scent paper or whatever? I think I saw that in some, you know, game show about 
knights and kings or whatever. Synth the paper. Oh, that almost reminds me of uh, the language of flowers. Oh, there is there is a whole. Um, I, I did research on this way back in the day. Back in the never mind. It was um, if you you could uh, offer a flower of a certain color in a certain style. Like if you offer a yellow carnation, carnation, beautiful flower, yellow, wonderful color. You are slapping person against the face because you are calling them a coward. It is amazing. But sending paper—that's a good one. I like this. I'm going to—I'm going to add this to the list, and we will have the scented paper calligraphy, very formal, very nice. I will have Jimmy sign it, and I will make sure he knows how to read so we can read it. That is such a torador thing. Oh my god. Yes, it is, and uh, Jimmy is probably the worst torador I have ever known. Because he's not so interested in it. His his aesthetic is beautiful, really only to him. But he, he is Toriador. He makes it work. She just kind of like, eh, all right. For him. I haven't had a whole lot of uh, the personal, ex- well, and she just shoulder slumps for a second. Except for Carol and that time. Um other Toreadors, I guess, is is the phrasing. Mm. Yes, Carol Jackson. Mm. It was sordid business, but uh, it is mostly in the past now, I hope. If there have been any complications that have arisen since, aside from your evolution into the uh, world of darkness, as they say. As she sits there and you ask her this hard question, you can see that she is rolling things around in her mind. Perhaps a folly of the youth is that they don't take advantage of the vampiric nature of the involuntary movements. Sure, you can breathe again and your heart beats and your eyes blink naturally, but that also means that when you have emotional responses... They respond as though you were alive. She has some things that are clearly weighing on her about that transition and evolutionary period that you can you can very clearly see. And Art's going to give her a second to kind of roll it around, and he'll uh, start to smile again, and then he'll stop because he knows what it's going to look like. Nod once. There is something troubling you. It's it's been a lot, and it feels like at every moment I am being judged. And before it, it wasn't so bad because nobody paid any attention to me in the way that they do now. Of course, there was also the the blood bonding and the things that come with that and have you ever been blood bound by anybody i probably shouldn't ask this question it is fine you are correct in that you should probably not ask that question but the answer is yes it was very long ago and um as things can happen with somebody who lives for a very long time those bonds they fade were you uh, were you mortal then, or was that afterwards? He shakes his head. No, this was this was after. Um, 
I I was brought into this world as uh, is, is a surprise, you could say. It was unexpected, and I've had to make my own way for many years. She takes that in for a moment because a little bit in her situation. So, like, you know that that sense of love and adoration that's not but in the moments, then it, it feels very, very real and makes things complicated. Yes. Yes, it does. And sometimes that will mature into a sense of mutual respect as the bond fades. And sometimes that bond is violently removed and you realize the truth that you really didn't like that other person and you're kind of glad that they're gone. A little bit more of that latter thing, yeah. Um, I was all starstruck when it started. It was, you know, Carol Jackson. She's a, a big, important person. She's a lot of money. Got me a lot of good shit. And, uh, you know, just seemed to ask almost nothing of me. She was great. And then, years later, it's basically slavery. It is. She pauses for a moment. Wipes a, a spot of red from her mascara. Little, uh, what, did, what did you need me down here for? Well, I wanted to see how you were doing, for one. To catch up a bit. I had maybe a question or two to ask, um, but now is not the right time. I think I, I do not wish to in, intrude on, uh, on your evening now. I did want to express gratitude for the vehicle to see if there was anything uh, you needed assistance with. Uh, did you need a snack? Uh, so on and so forth. You are, of course, our guest in this domain um, for the agreements that we are making uh, with you and the uh, things we are doing around the mall to kind of help things out for the rest of us, you know? Yeah, no, that that's that's good. I'm glad the agreement is is good. I wasn't good. I am going to make introductions for you to meet a contact of ours. Uh, he is uh, accountant. He he does books for the club. He does some other financial matters for us around. He knows who and what we are, and he has uh, been made well aware of the penalties and he's comfortable with it. He's been with us for a very long time. If you need financial advice or investment uh, help, this is the person that you should speak with. She scrunches her face a little bit and asks who does he, who does he belong to? Art just kind of half shrugs. Officially he belongs to Baron Jimmy or to me or to Coco or sometimes to Mischief. But in reality, um, he is a contact that works with everybody here. And he's he operates on a sense of gratitude and mutual respect rather than a blood-bonded oath. She rolls that around in her head for a second. So, not bound to to any one of you. Yes, it is so. 
she thinks on that for a second before giving like a a good smile, like a an approving and happy smile. Like, yeah, I, I, I. Oh, they must have told you. So I got drunk the other night when I was here on uh, on opening night. I was talking to Coco, and they're they're laying traps for me. At least it feels like a trap. And I have more money in my account right now than I think I could ever have had before. That uh, does sound like something that uh, Clan Venture does for their neophytes, yes. Yeah, they said something about, you know, no such thing as a poor Ventru. So I guess lucky me, and she waves her hand excitedly. Well, what is what is the amount that they gave you? She pulls up her phone, opens up a banking app, and just kind of shows it to you. And it's $100,000 and, like, a little bit of change. You know, like, 100000 20 you know, whatever. It's a sizable chunk of change. Art nods again. As she holds it up, it, it just sits there for a moment as you look at it. And you can see the grand total of balance, but a quick flick of the finger will show you that this account has been receiving fairly regular deposits over the last couple of years. Looks like some sort of settlement payout. It was also obviously set up well before Summer was a vampire. So this is some slush fund that she has been given access to that has been set up and maintained for a while before she pulls the phone away. Oh. It is not the same account that you're thinking of. It is not related to the Walter account. It is just another banking. No, no, no. But it is absolutely a trap account. This is what they throw to the neophytes. And if they fuck it up, then they just they turn the tap off and open up the sunroom. Yeah. So it's been a lot of mostly dealing with interclan stuff. Uh, obviously, my sire knows about the arrangement we've made with the feeding stuff. And uh, I, I hate calling it that, but whatever. Um, so usually he's like right over my shoulder. But he doesn't want to come down here for just me to get something or somebody to to eat. So uh, kind of free for the moment. Uh, That is good. I am not going to impress upon your freedom as happy as I am personally and us as a whole are to offer it to you. But we will send you to Ryan. Very nice man. A little skittish, but it's understandable given given what he's doing. Uh, he will work on budgeting to make sure that the regular um, the money that you have is going to last, and then we're going to take a bit of it and we're going to start turning you into a true ventral. I don't know whether or not that's an insult. He's gonna smile. She'll smile back. It, that is good, yes. But you see, um, as, uh, I have a, a vested interest in your success, and I want to protect that vested interest. And that means making you more successful. So 
we are going to help you with the basic budgeting. And then we will further have you invest in us so we may invest in you. And your financial health, your health is is a venture will be tied with what we are doing here. And also your life support, your lifeline, your your supply. That is part of the agreement, but we are going to go further. We are going to increase your power and find ways to do that. Is Art being in any way duplicitous in this moment? He's not. In fact, he's never been more honest. He's just not telling the whole story. No, and that's fine. Like obviously vampires don't tell the whole story, but I wasn't sure if this was a you know, he's setting her up so that he can take advantage. Granted, there will be an advantage to be gained, but not in like a setting you up for failure or rip the rug out from underneath you, that kind of thing. Right. He's cultivating contacts. He's he's not setting up a patsy. Like he knows that twenty, thirty years down the line this friendship could be very powerful. Yeah. And especially if she's not getting any of that support and backing from the clan in a way that she feels is, prof- I don't want to say profitable, but. His intent is one, like I said, cultivating a contact. But if he can set things up in a way to get her to set up independent sources of funds that you know, will grow over the years and just basically like gain her that power without drawing directly on the Ventru coffers. Then later on, he can start tracking down that uh, trust fund and uh, see where else it goes. So not to do her any harm, but to potentially do harm to other Ventru that. It's just another arrow in the quiver of the Nosferatu. You guys make a little bit more small talk before she gets an alert on her phone that it's opening time for the club and she's just, all right. I'm uh Oh yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course, of course. Don't no, go, go have, have great time. It was wonderful talking to you. I will send you details. Uh, I will have the, the letter with the scent. That was very good. I will have that all ready to you. You can take it back to him. Does art stand or does he stay seated? He stands. When she stands, she'll, Approach you as if to shake your hand as for a deal well done, but then we'll pause for a moment and slightly raise her arms as though for a hug. Art will bring it in. He'll bring it in for a hug. She is warm and she smells nice. I, I, he doesn't get it. He gets it, but that's that's been long repressed for many years. After a moment, she gives a good squeeze. Not like a super-powered squeeze, but just a squeeze. And then steps back. Thank you. I didn't realize how much I actually needed that. And then we'll begin to turn and leave. As she's opening the door and steps through, all I'll say is, is good. You will have a good evening. And then once the door closes, he's going to pop up his phone and not the tablet. It's got one of those RFID checkers. And he'll activate that and run it through the room to see if she like got anything on his back or anything, or if it was an actual hug. It's just that little bit of paranoia in the back. Wow. The poor young vampire struggling to find her place. And you're like, did that bitch tag me? Yeah. 
She did not. Huh. Well, there is still time. Did Art tag her? No, because he's got uh, he's got other hooks. So the camera will fade out for this evening with Art sending a few texts to let Ryan know that he will be receiving a visitor in the office and to let security know to let Summer up when she asks and stuff along those lines to facilitate the meeting that is to take place. And that's how the average night goes for Arthur Subcheck. He just stays in the back. He makes nice with those who need to be nice. And he'll quietly sow seeds of somebody's destruction. There's two people on the list. This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com. And of course, I also know Donovan is is kind of bruja, so there should be a lot of like not quite domestics, but probably pickups on drug crimes, other other like minor acts of violence. Yeah, misdemeanor assault, things like that. How much are you trying to dial in your information on? What is your end goal here? Is it to know where he is, to know more about him as a person, to get info on his businesses? Where's your, what does your end goal look like when you get the hits that you need for this? My goal on this is to remove his support, his businesses, his people, his protections. I want to find the information that is going to isolate him. And if I find his location, and I know that it is essentially his haven, if I find his haven. So this is going to be a series of goals, because like first goal is going to be to find his supports. And then that's going to lead you to the ability to start to influence those supports in some way. Obviously, you know a few. You could go to Stephen Cohen, who is Summer and previously Bradley Kelly sire, and you could go to straight to the Baron to work on cutting that support out underneath of him, but who knows what that's going to cost you. Right. That, uh, the other side of it is once you find where his supports are, that gives you an idea of where he is, and you can start dialing in on his location. So I'm going to start this this clock here that you've already got four successes on uh, as I begin to draw in a bunch of squiggles. Because we had talked about this a little bit as far as grand conspiracies that are things that you can't just uncover with a singular dice roll. Right. You can't be like, aha, I know everything about Walter and his questionable dealings. Um, with uh, just yeah, no, listeners, uh, it's really too bad you can't see this because this is really cool. It's got it, There's a little meter and everything. This is, this is yeah. baller as fuck. I mean, it's like super... Uh, super jankyly written, but sure. Um, so I'm going to move this over a little bit. Runtime support. I'm just going to make this a bigger page. 
All right, and then I'm going to start some other little clocks for what your goals are after that, which is going to be uh, this one. Finding his haven is probably going to be. Yeah, roll 20. Why are you jank? Fuck it. I'll do it this way. No, I, won't. I apparently won't do it at all. Nope. This is why we're an audio medium and not a visual one. <laughs> all right. This big 15 success clock is going to be to find his haven. All right. Because I imagine you don't want your haven easily found. No. And then we're going to start a couple of little, link, not linked clocks, but similar clocks. Nope, that's not the right color. Uh, I should take a picture of this so it comes time to share it on Patreon. Uh, yes, you absolutely should. Uh, let me finish labeling these. Uh, on the raw, we're all the only place this is going to have picture and this little description of uh, there's a 10 part clock where I need a bunch of successes to find his his various supports and some of his people that he works with. He has three pillars of support. He has his guys, which is just more nebulous things that aren't specific stuff that he does. Uh, he has his drug trade. He does a lot of stuff with drugs for different people. And he does some things for the Ventru. So he has some Ventru businesses, things that are keeping him busy. And then there is a big 15-part clock for finding the location of his haven. Both of these, the supports and his haven, are something that can only be done after finishing your original goal and getting an idea of where you can find his support and then drilling down on finding it and doing stuff with it. The Venture Business Clock is a lot shorter because you know you know who you can go to about that and you have direct lines to that. We're going to have a variety of skills and attributes used and contacts and other things like that to keep things different and using the same things over again, like trying to use these journalistic crime botter, bleh, journalistic crime blotters, can't speak, to find his haven is going to mean that on that roll, some of those successes are just going to be lost for repeating the, the same skill usage and the same approach. Um, I believe that is everything we talked about last time with it. Does that match up to you with questions, comments, concerns? No, that matches. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's got some kind of colors that he's flying. Just like Jimmy's does. And almost assuredly, the ones that are ghouls have a different aspect to their colors. Almost guaranteed. At the very least, his like personal deal with him ghouls. Yeah. This has taken a little while. At the very least, you're driving across town and doing a bunch of Googling. So I think for the moment... We'll take a, a small break here for amount of time passing, and hopefully they haven't fucking blown up Elysium or anything. Oh, and the rest. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens with that, and then um, we can start working on another one of these projects that has something to do with another night. If you uh, want. Sure. we can do that, cool. So. Um, there was at one point we had discussed in passing that um, perhaps for purposes of closure, 
Missy Sire could be convinced to come to the city and then dealt with in a quiet and satisfying manner. Yeah, that is definitely something that you can start. Let's... I'm going to make some more clocks. I'm okay. I feel like the first part can be easy given the information that you know. And I believe the first part is finding Sire's name. Or at least what name they are currently using. Make another one that says get Sire to city. That one, a little bit more difficult. As I'm sure you can imagine. Because... Yeah. Uh, do you think there are other steps in this? The Revenant program. Oh, that's stuff you want to look into. Uh, yeah. Okay, that one... Yeah, that one's going to be another 10-piece, I think. Because that That'll start there, and we'll see where that takes us as to what you end up having to do for that kind of stuff. Because that's... Yeah. While I have some ideas, um, that's <laughs> that's significantly more complicated. Uh, yes. Um, I am also going to hazard a guess that uh, the Revenant program getting the Sire to the city, I am going to have to find out... Um, Sire's assets, which partially will likely be linked through Kendra, and I can follow the money through her. Yeah, that one you have a good lead on, so uh, that will that will just be five. And I think we will do some. Um, let's follow also the timeline from when the last time the sire was like in the city around the time, like how long was she in the city before she turned Missy and then left that, that amount of time. So I want to set like a timeline to see if I can get some kind of, um, some kind of habit, some kind of schedule, some kind of, um, something like that. Like, Habits. Passions. Drives. Habits. Passions. Drives. Uh, the things that I'm going to tug on in order to get her to the city. Sure. Like a psychological profile. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. Let me take a picture of this as well so that I can put it up on the Patreon. This is the stuff that R is doing while everybody else is in the limelight. It's great. Yeah. So for for audio purposes, uh, I have five clocks started here. One is finding the sire's name, which is only five blocks. Finding the sire's assets, also five blocks. Habits, passions, and drives, five blocks. Finding information about this Revenant program, ten blocks. Going to be difficult. Getting the sire to the city at the moment is sitting at 10, but dependent upon actions taken, I'm sure that I could, uh, what's the word, accelerate that. Yes, if I find the right gasoline, yeah, <laughs> plenty of accelerant. Or perhaps willing to do the right things. Yes. Let me get a 
I guess intelligence and tech from you. And then I'll take half of that Ryan that up as extra dice for Ryan for the preemptive work that you've done. Because I don't want to give him just one for teamwork because you've got a lot here. Oh boy. One, two, four, five, so three. So I'll give him three extra dice. Oh my. Ryan coming in like a champ. Holy shit. That's three tens? Yeah. Unfortunately, they only count in pairs. Still, that's a okay. lot. Because you technically messy critted on your role and technically on his, uh, I'm going to have a later complication somewhere involving this mess. Oh, it's going to be delightful. For those listening, it's two messy criticals back to back. But due to the, I guess to further explain the, the ideas of these mechanics that we're working on down here, um, due to the fact that it is over significant time that this stuff is being worked on, it doesn't make sense for a messy critical to come in and be like, oh, that all of a sudden you hand over your electronic data that you've been gathering for a month and now you freak out and break the office. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's it's a surprise tool that will help the storyteller later. Yeah. So normally I would have just ignored it, but since we also got one on Ryan's role, I feel the need to to at least honor it somewhere that maybe somebody noticed some of this tampering that's going on somewhere along the line. Cool. Uh anyway, he fucking crushed it with seven hits. Um I will offer up however you want to spend this between your first three uh, your first three goals here. I've got seven. You got seven. Five in assets, one in habits, one in name. Because the the way that Ryan just did this, there's absolutely he's just unlocked the financial network here. 